welcome to the Author Wheel Podcast, where we believe there's no single right way to produce, publish, or promote your work. Only what's right for you. In every episode, we'll talk about common writing roadblocks and how to overcome them so you can keep your stories rolling. Welcome back to the Author Wheel Podcast. I'm Megan Haskell, award-winning fantasy author of the Signore Chronicles and the Rise of Lilith series. And I'm Greta Boris, USA Today bestselling author of The Mortician Murders and the soon-released Almost True Crime series. In today's quick tip episode, we're going to be talking about how to love your writing life. Mm-hmm. And it all starts, I think, by knowing thyself. Well, love is all about relationships. So I guess it's a relationship with yourself, right? It, it is, right? I mean, writing is comes from within us. It comes from some deep, dark place or very light, bright place, depending on what you're writing, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> but within within your soul, within your personality, within you as a person, you are creating the world. Therefore, um, you have to know why you're doing it. What are you... Why are you putting yourself through this? Because it's not an easy job. <laughs> That's the truth. Um, so I have spent the last few years really digging into some of the different personality tests. And this is certainly not a requirement for knowing thyself. But um, I think understanding better who you are as a person, what makes you tick and why, you know, why you do things the way you do things. Uh, can really be helpful. So the three that that I tend to recommend, um, and they all are different, and so they all kind of work together pretty nicely. But it's the Clifton Strengths the personality test, um, which you take. You know, they're all you know multiple choice questions on these tests. But for Clifton Strengths, what they're trying to do is rank these different. I think they have thirty six different uh, aspects of personality or different strengths. Um, and they rank them for you. And the top five are the ones that are the most impactful in your life that really drive you. And so you can lean into those strengths to build a more satisfying career and find success. So it's less about overcoming weaknesses and more about leaning into your strengths, which is pretty cool. It's a different kind of a little different take on it, I think. Um, and then the second one is the Enneagram, which is there are nine personality types in the Enneagram, um, and each has a different core motivation or core fear. And so you take that test and you find out, you know, sort of what drives you and what where you are on the scale of like, um, are you a he healthier and more balanced, or are you, you know, currently in a situation where you're a little bit more fearful or you have more um you know struggles happening right now that kind of a thing um and so that one can be really fascinating because you can start to see you know what 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 is driving you really more than what your strengths are you can lean into your strengths but what's driving those strengths what how does how can you use those strengths to overcome those fears um which again a little bit different 
just a different angle, different mindset on that. And then the third one is the Myers-Briggs personality test, um, which I'm a little bit less familiar with beyond my own type, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> we all know ourselves. Yeah. I forgot what I am. Four letters. I know that. Yes, they are all four letters. There's <laughs> 16, right? Yeah, that's the math word. A 16 different combinations. So it's introverted versus extroverted intuitive versus something else <laughs> thinking versus judging and or feeling or thinking versus feeling yeah thinking versus feeling and judging versus something else anyway it's an interesting one we're obviously like really up on myers bricks yeah yeah <laughs> really really strong in that one i'm intj which means i'm introverted intuitive thinking and judging i know that one <laughs> yeah um, but, um, but again, it's, so you kind of figure out sort of like I'm introverted, right? So for me, in order to rest and recover, I have to have quiet time. I have to be sort of by myself. I don't like to necessarily, I don't gain energy from going out to parties or going out to big events with lots of people. Some people, extroverted people, right? They do, they go out to parties and clubs and that gives them this energy to keep on going and they, they get refreshed from being around other people. Um, and so knowing those different aspects of yourself, again, can be really helpful for figuring out how to maximize or optimize as best you possibly can your life to meet your goals. So that's where I start is knowing thyself. So you can figure out what you love, why you love it. And, and not try to fit your little you know, round peg into a square uh, hole, right? You know? Exactly, exactly. So yeah, yeah stop trying to, you know, uh, mimic or or do, you know, the quote unquote best practices that everybody else does if they don't fit with your personality. Picking and choosing the things that actually will work for you to get, to make your career sustainable and, and keep the joy in your writing. Also, I think it's good to look, and this is part of your personality, and you can talk more about this, but I think it's good to look at um, what worked before. Yeah. You know, maybe even in a different area. Like, so maybe it was at a job that wasn't novel writing, but it was at a job. Um, how did you work best? You know, because some personalities work best under pressure and some don't and all those kinds of things, right? Yes, absolutely. I think understanding not even just like, you know, a previous job or even going back to your childhood, right? Like what, how, how did you perform in school? What helped you do better in a subject or not as well? Were you a good test taker or were you better at group projects? Um, in work, did you prefer to be in your office with the door closed so that you could focus on your task? Or did you like to wander around the halls and network with people? Um, all of those elements um, can really impact what you're doing now and how you're doing, how you are creating the writing, how you are fostering that creativity um, so that you can be satisfied with with your project and with your work and what you're doing. Yeah. Also, I think a good thing to look at, like, so those are the positives, but yeah. what's a good thing to look of, look at too is what threw you off course in the past. Like what absolutely pulled the rug out from under your feet? Like what kinds of things, mm -hmm. um, you know, just turned you from 
steady little productive person that you are to, you know, crashing and burning. So it could be something unavoidable or maybe avoidable, but like a health issue, mm-hmm. you know, I'm mean, a health issue. Yes. If you had been eating and taking care of yourself and doing all the things right, it might not have crept up on you, but there are health issues that just absolutely take you by surprise and don't have much to do that. And sometimes it's, it's not even your own health issues. If somebody else, you know, your kids are sick or um, you're a caretaker for an aging parent or all these other things, you know, can impact your writing as well. Yeah, I, we had two different pretty serious health issues come up in our family this year. And neither were me, but both people very, very close to me. And I was part of the you know, caregiving team and um, especially in one situation and and then the emotional toll it takes mm-hmm. when somebody you really love is going something through something difficult. You know, I just didn't write for three months. Yeah. Basically, I just yeah. could. I, I mean, I did other things. I could keep myself going with, you know, uh, tasks and business and the managerial things, but uh, it's very hard to be creative when you're going through that, to which I would say, you know, you're your boss Mm -hmm. in this world, in this writing world. I mean, unless maybe you're writing for a publication with deadlines or something like that. Most of us who are writing novels, we are basically our own day-to-day boss. I mean, even if you have a contract with a publisher, you can contact a publisher and say, hey, I need an extension because XYZ just happened. And is kind of crazy. Um, but give yourself some grace. You know, when you're going through those kinds of things, it's very difficult to be creative. And if you want to stay in love with this job and you want to love it, you, you don't want to be a cruel taskmaster to yourself, right? Yeah. So and another thing that can throw people off course, and I have done this, and I, I actually, I know you've done this too, <laughs> is to overbook yourself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Even stuff you like, even stuff that's fun. It's usually the stuff that you like and that's fun mm-hmm. that you, because you want to do it all. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, you, you know, and maybe you can ultimately, but certainly not all at the same time. Yeah. You know. Because that takes the joy out of everything. Yeah. So it's that learning to to say no. Ugh, I, I have a hard time even saying it. <laughs> like here, I'm like to say no, 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 no. You know, it's like, uh, that's, it's tough. It is tough. It is tough. I mean, and like you said, especially when, you know, it's all seems good, right? A new opportunity. Some author wants to co-write a story with you or there's a short story anthology and couldn't you just write a quick, you know, 8,000 word short story for this anthology, which is going to be fantastic for your career because now you're going to be associated with all these other wonderful authors. But if you're in the middle of trying to finish your novel, which your readers have been begging you for, maybe that's not the best choice. <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. And that leads to the third one, which is taking on the wrong projects. Yeah. Because, you know, we definitely have all done that. Mm-hmm. And that is part of overbooking in the sense that, well, overbooking, sometimes they are the right projects. It's just the wrong time. Yeah. You know, it's wrong timing. But taking on the wrong project is always the wrong timing. <laughs> it's always wrong. And, and then, you know, it's like sometimes it sounds good, 
But that's where I'm sorry, folks. I know you're so. I'm going to start saying CSI instead of clarify, <laughs> simplify, implement. This is when CSI comes in, and you need to get the forensics team out yeah. to examine the crime scene. Like, did I take on the wrong project here? Like, and how can I avoid doing that again in the future? Like, how do I finish that? So, but what do you do? If you took on the wrong project and you're feeling kind of miserable because some of you probably are listening going, yes, you have just described what I did. I've overbooked myself. I've taken on some wrong projects. Now what do I do? Yeah, well, and so now it's it's all about, you know, first off, finishing up those obligations, right? If you promise a, a, a story for an anthology, to use that example, right, then then write the story and get it ready for the anthology because they're kind of counting on you, right? Don't, don't leave people hanging. Hold your nose and get it done. Yeah, exactly. Y- you do have to have to finish up those obligations. If it is really an obligation, if it isn't something that you didn't commit to, maybe you can still say no, maybe you can back out. Um, but if you've already committed, if you've already told them you're going to do something, finish that up because that's, that's just part of being a professional um, and treating this job as a professional career, you, you kind of have to meet those obligations. So do that. But once you've finished up those obligations, make sure you you take a look at, again, go back to, you know, understanding yourself, figure out why you're writing. What are you doing? What is your purpose? Um, what drew you to this career? Clarify that. Going back to the system. Clarify that so that you can choose the projects that will ultimately bring you joy that will make move your career forward that will satisfy your readers that will you know achieve the goals that you've set for yourself um yeah. so make that new plan simplify that down to a new plan um and sometimes that means changing your focus too i mean that's that's certainly been true for me in the last year uh i've always said i wanted to be a six figure author um, I have never quite hit that six figure goal at, for my fiction. Um, but I realized I was putting too much pressure on that fiction as an income earner. It was taking the joy out of writing for me and out of that creativity. And instead, I realized while I want to continue writing and I will continue to write, this is a long term uh, career for me, a long term goal. Um, I'm never going to not write. But the income pressure, I could move onto a different focus. So rather than trying to make the fiction my six-figure earnings, focusing more on the author wheel, this podcast, on the newsletter, and the other aspects of my professional personality, giving giving the income weight to that has changed my strategy. It's just a shift in priority. It's a shift in mindset, a shift in focus. I'm still doing all the same things I was otherwise doing, to be totally honest. Right, I really haven't cut anything out. You've just (laughs) added some new projects. Yeah. Uh, Don't tell. Uh, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But, But I've changed my priorities. And that has given me so much mental, emotional relief that now the creativity is actually flowing better, which is sort of interesting, right? Because I changed, Mm -hmm. you'd think it would be less because I changed my priority, but actually the creativity is flowing more. I'm having more fun with my fiction and I'm still 
I'm finding that joy again in all the things that I do. So it's just given me a different perspective on my career. So sometimes you do, you have to make a new plan. Sometimes you have to change your focus and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. If you're, if you love to write, you're going to write. So find the joy so that you can continue to write in whatever way, shape or form that looks like for you. Right. And then I'm going to bring up just one more point uh, about, so, so say you're in the middle of a long project and you, it wasn't the wrong project. It was the right project, but you've just been doing it for a very long time and it's starting to get a little dry. Um, one thing you can try, I did this, um, is a palate cleanser. So I was right in the middle of the seven deadly sins and I'm getting a little dry. And, you know, it's like they're a little bit more serious stories, a little grittier. And we were coming on COVID and life was serious and life was gritty. And I just needed to do something different. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and that's when I wrote To Die For, the first mortician murder book. And I had so much, and it's funny, I had so much fun writing that book. I would like laugh out loud at my own jokes. I was just like, I am hysterical. I'm so, <laughs> like, I'm just the funniest person I know. So much fun, you know, like that's bringing the joy back and falling back in love with the process. Yeah. And then when I did go back to write the last few seven deadlies, I really enjoyed writing those again. Mm -hmm. So it was just that palate cleanser and the mortician murders are doing really well. So, you know, sometimes it's just like you said, finding that joy, whatever that means for you. Yeah. So that is it for this week's quick tips. So this week we talked about love and falling in love with our writing. It was all sweetness and light and butterflies. Next week, we're going to talk about disappointment yeah. in its unfortunately many forms. Yeah. But until next time, don't worry about the disappointments. We're going to help you out with them. Just keep those stories rolling. Are you an aspiring author? Stop by www.authorwheel.com slash stuff to download the top five writing roadblocks aspiring authors must overcome. Thank you for listening to the Author Wheel podcast hosted by Greta Boris and Megan Haskell, edited by Jim Wilborn.